Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I feel like this one will be especially rich because today's guest, Rebecca Whitman, it's such a beautiful embodiment of her teachings. And there is just so many synchronicities, so many things that we clicked on. And I really believe that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And sometimes it just takes time to hear, right? And to really understand the thing. So me and Rebecca, we um, are teaching very similar things from a different perspective, from a different way. And, um, you know, the funny thing that I just realized, Rebecca, that I wanted to share besides my wholehearted gratitude for having you here today and, and learning from you is... I realized when I was a teenager, I used to be writing in um, uh, like a newsletter, you know, like a local newsletter. And my nickname was Rebecca Wife. You know, (laughs) I didn't want anyone to knew my name. And now it's just, it was so funny because I was talking to you and then I saw your name. I was like, why does it feel so familiar? So it just feels like a beautiful full circle around. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I I know uh, you manifested me because I was your alias. Yes, it's it's just (laughs) really beautiful. I feel like the life always like goes around, you know, and uh, I love what you're teaching. I love that you're I'm biased, you know, but I absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it. I truly believe that more women get to feel empowered and beautiful and abundant and, you know, we put so much pressure on us as women. Like I got to look good. I got to take care of my family, my friends, my business. And we burn out so easily. So I really wholeheartedly so love what you're teaching. And I know that, you know, your journey to be where you are today also wasn't like, oh, it was such a beautiful journey. So before we dive into like, impacting to women who are listening today let's share a little bit more about you and why do you care why do you care that women are burned out or not why do you want women to be abundant why not just like let me get rich and you girls do whatever you want to do (laughs) that is a great question so i was living in los angeles at where i am still living and i was in a toxic marriage. So the marriage was short term. It was about two years in. I realized it was not good for my soul. The marriage started to dissolve as my dad was dying. So it was a simultaneous thing. 
the funeral of my dad was on a Wednesday and my divorce was finalized on a Friday. Now I felt a lot of grief, but somehow I was still really high functioning. I was still experiencing great health, great friendship. My spirituality was great. And I was sitting in my financial planner's office in workout clothes. And he's like, I'm looking at at your financial portfolio and you're worth over a million dollars and you're having your best financial year ever. But I know that your dad just died and he just got a divorce. So how are you doing it? Now, my dad had asked me, Petia, in our last conversation, he said, Rebecca, I want you to write something. I don't care if it's a book, an essay, or a magazine article. And I asked the universe, show me what to write. And in that moment in my financial planner's office, I said, that's what I'm going to write. I'm going to teach women how to be balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Mm -hmm. So when life throws life at them, they will be okay. They will have resilience, grit, and grace. And that is what happened. I wrote a book. It's called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And it is seven pillars of abundance looking at your life holistically. A lot of people think money is abundance, but there's so many other ways. You can have an abundance of health, an abundance of friends, an abundance of spirituality. And that's what I explain in the book. I give women tips, tools, and strategies on how to have a level 10 in all seven areas of abundance. And that's why my podcast is called The Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. And my coaching programs are all based on these seven pillars of abundance. Mm, That is so beautiful. And, you know, it's, thank you so much for sharing your story. You know, it it feels like, sometimes it feels like when life happening, it's happening all at the same time. It's like when we stir it up, like it's overflowing and it's going in all the directions. And sometimes those are the most powerful like teachers you know it's and i shared it with you when we had our connecting call you know like it's so many areas of my life are so beautiful and so rich and so abundant and now we're going through the grief period with me and my husband because we just lost our baby you know through our first pregnancy and first trimester and it taught me so much about myself and so much gratitude came to me with what kind of life I have, I've created because when I was pregnant and so tired, I could just go in and up twice a day. I could just reschedule my calls. I, and when we lost our baby, I took, you know, two and a half weeks just for myself. And of course it's not like after two weeks, I'm fine. Right. But it's just really looking at, I have created balanced life and not all the women know how to do that. And there is like so much, I feel like there's so much like fear of missing out, you know, and, and they're my clients. And sometimes they message me and they're like, Petia, like, I don't feel like doing anything, but I feel like I get to do something because I have a business. I'm like, well, there is a seasons for everything in life. Yes. How do you think that you can go 24 seven and just go, go, go? Like, how do you create that life? So I would love for you to share those seven pillars. So women who are listening today can tap into that and take honest look on their life. Yeah, absolutely. I even have a quiz on my website, RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com, where they can see which of their seven pillars are in and out of alignment. So the first pillar is spirituality, and they are in order of importance. So spirituality is first, 
because that is the foundation that you build your day and your life on. So I really believe in having a morning practice that helps you get tapped into spirit, whatever you call it, doesn't matter, whatever you find as spirituality. So that's the first pillar. The second one is health. So I believe body before business. So I love doing my workout early in the day. It sets my mind up for clarity and I get those, uh, the cocktail of dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. So I'm feeling really good at the beginning of the day. The next pillar is emotions. So I believe every emotion comes from fear or love. So the negative emotions, resentment, jealousy, anger, bitterness, they're all from fear and the positive emotions, happiness, bliss, ecstasy, support, community, all that comes from love. So that is a conscious decision I make because of course I'm going to get snagged by reality and have fear-based thoughts, but I consciously, okay, that is a negative thought. I get to change from the fear channel to the love channel. The next area is romance. Mm -hmm. And this is so important because if you are with someone who is loving and supportive and believes in you, it's going to be a lot easier to achieve your dreams and goals. My first husband, I felt like I was running the marathon of, of life and he'd be like throwing banana peels under me <laughs> to watch me trip. So that's why I had to walk away from that relationship. So it's so important that we have a loving, supportive partner. The next one is mental or mindset. And all your listeners and students and everyone listening to this podcast, I'd like to congratulate you because you're all working on your mindset. Mm -hmm. So there's so many podcasts and YouTube videos and audible books and, and books. We're like in the golden age of information. I'm like, I feel like 24 seven, I could be learning and improving my mindset. It's so beautiful right now just to be a human and to be able to receive all this great mindset work. Mm -hmm. The next area is social and I love that you do retreats because retreats, any kind of event, workshop, seminar, even Zooms online, it creates community. Your churches, your temples, your yoga classes, all of that is community. And community builds immunity. So when life is happening with pandemics and all the divisiveness and everything happening in the world, when you have a community, it really helps you stay balanced. Mm -hmm. And finally, the last pillar, Petia, is financial. Everybody thinks financial should come first. I'll make a lot of money. I'll hire a trainer. I'll get in great shape. Then I'll attract the love of my life. Then we'll socialize and go on great vacations. And then we'll like take workshops together mm -hmm. and do our mindset work. Mm -hmm. But finances are the last piece of the puzzle because when you are healthy and happy and in love and spiritually connected, you are going to attract people, places, things, and opportunities with ease. And you are going to be able to experience great financial abundance so that is the seven pillars of abundance and seven it's my life path number so again i'm biased <laughs> but i absolutely love it and rebecca everything you're teaching it's it's so beautiful because for me it's like a having yes recognition and the importance and listen like I've been there when I was thinking when I will make more money, then I will be healthier and then I will go travel and then I will find love. And 
it's not truth. It's not like money. It's amazing because it does give us more freedom and we can help and impact more people, but it doesn't start with the money because when you're feeling better, when you're grounded, when you're in love with yourself, with life, with your community, when you are feeling on purpose, it's everything will be flourishing from there. And I also want to share, I, I think I share it on our call together, but, um, you know, like I'm in my second marriage too now. Like, mm-hmm. and, and what I didn't mention, my my first marriage lasted around two years too. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful synchronicity, you know? And I feel yes. like we really get to take an honest look on the areas of our lives and really see like, where am I? Where am I? What area can I, you know, focus on more? And it's very interesting, you know, um, and, and this is a conversation that we had with my husband because he believes in strengthening the um, the weaknesses. And I mm-hmm. believe in doubling down on the strength, you know. Hmm, because- interesting. It is very interesting, you know, and it might not be applicable on your seven pillars, but I sometimes feel like, let's say you have seven pillars, right? You look at your life and five things are good. They're working. You're like, great. I have a morning routine. I'm spiritual. I have my community. I have my health, you know, all these things. And then you're like, well, but you know, my this and and finances, like they're not working. So you get so focused on those two things that you forget on those five things they're working. You you like stop working on them. It might not be truth for everyone, but sometimes I feel like we get into that energy of like, this is lacking, this is missing, this is not good versus like, let's keep cherishing and doubling down like, I always appreciate my husband. Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for how supportive, loving man. I was on a just a call with, you know, uh, I'm a friend and I started to be choking. Like I was drinking my tea, but just my throat mm-hmm. got just too dry. It wasn't the wrong pipe yes. or anything. My husband ran from the first floor to the second floor and bring Aww. me water. That's sweet. I appreciate and love the business, the clients, my health, everything that I have. And I know there are things that I can improve. I'm not ignoring them. Right. But I'm not going to get hard on myself. So what would you say, like when people go to your website where they can take the test and now they're like, oh, damn, like I'm on number only two and mm-hmm. they start being hard on themselves. Like when they get those results, what would you tell them? What is the next steps, whether they take the test or just sit down and yeah. be really honest with themselves and look at their life? What would you tell them about the areas they're weaker right now? I would ask them, what is your limiting belief in that area? So maybe like you said, they're, they're having great health and great friends and they're making great money, but they don't have a good relationship, which is a lot of the women that come to me. You know, what is their limiting belief? Is it all the good guys are already taken? Is it um, I have, I'm unlucky in love. I hate internet dating. I'm going to die alone. Um, I'm going to be the last woman standing. Everyone's going to have a husband and I'm going to be alone. I'm unlovable. So what I would say is with whatever area of the seven areas is not going well, look at your limiting beliefs. And I'm a huge believer in affirmations. So in my book, you get 21 customized affirmations. And I would turn that limiting belief into an affirmation. So 
one of my clients used just one affirmation to manifest her love. It's the affirmation is I am magically and passionately in love with my soulmate. Mm -hmm. So you can flip those negative beliefs into affirmations. And whenever you get the, the thought, Oh no, all the, all the good men are already taken. I'll always be alone. You say, stop. I am magically and passionately in love with my soulmate and you switch it. And then slowly, but surely you will start to change mm -hmm. the neural pathways in your brain that are negative, that are limited beliefs into positive ones. Mm, that is so beautiful and powerful. And I am such a firm believer in, you know, affirmations, incantations. It's so powerful. What about if we don't believe them? You know, like sometimes yeah. we're like, let's, let's say this, like I'm in love with my soulmate. And then you're like, no, I'm not. Like, what if there's no more good men? Like, how do you overcome those when we cannot believe those affirmations? I would just, uh, that actually happened to me in my love life. I did not believe I would ever meet my soulmate after my divorce. So I just completely surrendered that area to God. And I was like, you know what? I'm so mentally tired of obsessing over my love life. I was like, I'm just going to be happy no matter what. Mm -hmm. So whether I have my soulmate or, or not, I'm just going to choose to be happy and not put my happiness on anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. And I just gave it up. I was just like, okay, God, if I meant to be alone, then I'm just going to be happy and alone because I'm so tired of giving my power away. And I made that decision. And I used to just be, oh my God, people would say, Rebecca, you're going to meet your guy when you give it up. I'm like, how can you give it up? I'm like a romantic person, but it's true. When I really surrendered it to the universe, that's, that's exactly when I met my guy. That's what I wanted to ask you because like, I'm like, how soon after you like released it to God, how soon after you met your husband now to be husband, you know, I decided I was going to do a 90 because I was on five dating sites. I hired a matchmaker. I was like, I'm having the worst luck in my internet dating. So I said, I'm going to do a 90 day dating detox. So if you're listening to this, Maybe you need to do a 90-day dating detox. And I said, I'm not going to think about guys. I'm not going to talk to guys. I mean, I'll say, hi, how are you? But I have a, I had a two-minute rule, no conversations longer than two minutes. I'm just going to take a break. And I don't want to even talk to other people about their relationships. Like, I just didn't want to talk about it mm -hmm. for 90 days. And six weeks into the 90-day dating detox, I met my soulmate. I was at a book launch party for my book, how to make a six figure income working part time. And he bought the book and he said, I'd like you to sign it on a dinner date. And I was like shocked because here it was, I'm like supposed to be doing this dating detox and I meet this great guy. So it truly didn't take long at all. It took six weeks after I truly surrendered it. For me, it took two months. So <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's about the same. It's you so and I beautiful. are just living parallel lives, Petya. I'm telling you, it's 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 beautiful. It is really, really beautiful. And I feel like the universe, God, it's always sending you these beautiful reminders, you know, in life. So that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Rebecca, one last question for sure. the woman who is listening right now. And she's like, I'm so burned out. I'm so tired. I don't want to feel like adulting. I don't feel like filling up the quiz. I'm too tired. 
what is the one thing you want her to know? Because I feel like we all have been there in that place that you just want to lay in the bed and watch Netflix and eat popcorn, you know, and you just don't want to do anything. What do you want her to know? I would tell her that self-care isn't selfish and to do things that fill her up because a woman we're like a cup when our cup is empty when we've given all our energy away and we feel depleted and drained we don't have anything left to give so in order to feel like energetic we have to fill our cup so whether that's exercise yoga walking organizing your closet calling a good friend that you haven't talked to in months going out to lunch doing a little shopping bubble bath massage facial whatever it is mani pedi There's so many ways that you can fill yourself up and just take a break because women think that self-care is selfish. Mm-hmm. And one of my sayings is self-care isn't selfish. This is how we show up in our best version of ourselves when we're full. So take some time for yourself. Do something nice for yourself. It doesn't have to be Netflix and eating popcorn. It can be a little bit more feminine, a little bit more enjoyable than that and you deserve it and if you don't have a lot a lot of money you can do one of those masks those sheet masks you can do a bubble bath whatever it is but you deserve some self love and some self care Mm, thank you so much Rebecca. This is like a permission slip of like take a deep mm. breath and take care of you before you take care of the world. So thank you for all the work you're doing. Thank you for all the inspiration and really showing women what is possible and embodying it. I think that's the most important thing. Being the example and embodying what we want others to see as possible. So thank you for today. Thank you for all the work and thank you for inspiring women to live a life that it's more beautiful more balanced and more abundant. Thank you so much Petia. It was a pleasure to talk to you and I can't wait to have you on the Balanced Beautiful and Abundant show in a few weeks.